0: Oh, Mom's the stuff with my dad, and They don't want to get a nasty tweet from Donald Trump. I wish he'd stay off Twitter. I don't care. I don't care anymore. Either. Well, either way.
1: Why are you here? You're supposed to be asleep. I am here,
2: determined
3: I give you America itself! This is Ed McMahon. And now, here's Armstrong and <laughs> Getty. Oh!
4: Subtle mockery from the beautiful, the brilliant Lara Logan. Oh, if you weren't uh, around for that moment yesterday, that was funny. That was uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. oh, geez. She's making reference to our ridiculous videos that we posted to Facebook, etc. But we didn't know what she was talking about when she said it. Right.
3: <laughs> Which was hilarious, because we thought she thought we were somebody else with a TV show. <laughs> but no, it turns out she'd been watching our ridiculous videos and was
4: winking at us. Apparently. <laughs> yeah. uh, live from Studio C. She's C- C- you- a dimly lit room deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications compound. It's Friday. It's Super Bowl weekend. We're under the tutelage of our general manager. The Super Bowl. Don't leave out the the, please. I can't wait for Super Bowl. Oh, I hate that. I won't be watching Super Bowl. Oh, may... stop it. First time in my life is uh, one of my kids has a birthday party. He's going to, so. Exactly. It's one of those obligatory parents got to be their things. Or semi-obligatory. For this particular child, I probably ought to a Yeah, I, I definitely need to be. Yeah, and uh, and with this particular child, he's never been to a birthday party. Oh, oh boy, that is a red letter day. Yeah, yeah. and so he's pretty excited. So, yeah, there I'll you be, have. I'll it. be all all right without the Super Bowl. I'm not worried about missing the Super Bowl. Whatever. I just think it's really amusing that anybody would schedule a birthday party. <laughs> Aren't you worried about
3: missing the commercials? Sign somebody five years behind what's hip.
4: But I I know the kid's birthday was like three weeks ago. So, I mean, it's not one of those. It's got (sighs) to be right next to the day or that's the day or something. We're just looking for a day. You picked Super Bowl Sunday at the time the Super Bowl's on. It's got to be somebody who's not a sports fan. And I just think that's interesting.
3: Well, I'm certainly not complaining about the fact that my father-in-law's funeral was Super Bowl Sunday when the 49ers were last in the Super Bowl. That was a little uncomfortable for me.
4: Well, I think Judy's no.
3: sister scheduled that one. Yeah.
4: Well, you know. That's one more reason we're alienated. You do have a tighter window for that, and it's a bigger deal. <laughs> it's not that tight a window. Um, wow. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> I was Uh-oh. trying to dig you out of this, but Uh-oh. you, you go can go ahead. No, 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 no. no. You can, <laughs> hey, it's, uh, you know, I, I, I,
3: I love the man. He raised my my beloved wife. But uh, how, how Saturday? How about Saturday?
0: It's like you call your, doctor th- service. Huh? Just
4: call your doctor and say, I'd like to make an appointment. How about uh, about noon, December 25th? Would that work? Can I get an appointment <laughs> on that? Would that be okay? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, let's introduce everybody in the squad. We'll start there with our board operator, Michelangelo. Pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning, Mike?
1: Very good. I'm looking forward to Super Bowl Sunday, as always. I almost brought in the cheese dip like I do every, you know, every oh, year. But-
2: what? Just remember, hey, I, give me some
1: crackers. I'll put the almost on them. I didn't eat dinner guys. last night in preparation for this. <laughs> Damn it. I just remember I brought it in, and it brought the show to a screeching halt. It literally did. We loved it, but like by 8 o'clock, we oh. literally
4: were just God, I, I could eat me some of that right now. I yeah. ate so much of it last year. <laughs> It was really good.
3: Well, it's so creamy and delicious, and you just load it, I just load it in, and then it kind of congeals in your (laughs) stomach and turns into this cement. It's a beautiful
4: thing. Reminds me of the ongoing gag my wife and I have, where every year I say, are you going to make your Super Bowl dip? Because somehow I got in my mind that she once made some great Super Bowl cheese dip, and I ask about it every year. She's never made Super Bowl cheese dip. That was me, Jack.
1: (laughs) It was you. I got you and my wife confused. And by the way, Monday should be a national holiday. If we're going to have a national holiday, the day after Super Bowl should be a national holiday instead of like Columbus Day or something like that. better
4: than Columbus Day. I got some stats on how many people call in sick the day after the Super Bowl that are uh, not surprising. There's Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean?
2: Doing very well. I, too, am headed off to a Super Bowl uh, festivity, a gathering. It will be pretty much the first game I've watched all year. I'm probably not even barely going to watch the game. It's more of just an excuse to hang out with friends. But I would like to share with you my go-to... Super Bowl food that I bring to these sort of things. It is easy to make. You know it is because I make it. What you need, the ingredients are hot dogs, bacon, brown sugar, and toothpicks. That's all you need. Sounds all pretty you need. good. You take the hot dogs, you cut them into thirds. You take a package of bacon, you cut that into half. Trust me, the math works out. <laughs> you wrap a half a, th- a slice of bacon, around a third of a hot dog. You shove a toothpick in it. You line them up in a tray. I recommend going for the disposable trays because this is one hell of a thing to clean up. And then you essentially just line them all up that way. You pour two boxes of brown sugar on it. Two Co- boxes? Yes, yes. Cover it entirely. Put the oven at about 300. Cook it for about an hour. Take it out. Oh, it is delightful.
4: God, I'd huh? eat 10 of those right mm, now. man. That you know, I didn't good. think about it. Maybe this kid's birthday party is a Super Bowl party. Maybe I'm going to get there and it's going to be a Super Bowl party. You think? No. Mm, it could be. <laughs> it
0: could be. <laughs> yeah,
4: I wouldn't sit in my mouth for that. No. All the kids would say, what is this? <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> Here's Marshall Phillips, who does our news every day. How are you, Marshall? I
0: got to tell you, I, like so many other people, are so excited. It is February the 2nd. That's
4: right, Woodchuck Chuckers. It's Groundhog Day. Get up and
2: check that hog out there. Yeah. Yeah,
0: this morning, Puxatawney Phil's handlers pulled him out of his cage, let the rodent look around and make his prediction. Here's my forecast, not lead, but solid gold. I see my royal shadow, six more weeks of winter to go. It doesn't rhyme. <laughs> the rat's accuracy rate is a weak 39%.
3: Yeah, no kidding.
0: <laughs> the rat's
3: Glorified rat. accuracy rate. Yes. Oversized rat. I'll tell
4: you what, if you live in a warm climate, I mean, well, first of all, it's, if you're over the age of seven and you uh, yes. get any amusement out of this, I'm I'm sad for you. Yes. Unless you're drunk. But <laughs> yeah. uh, growing up in a cold climate like I did when I was a kid in Wisconsin, it was a big deal when they would announce six more weeks of winter or, or winter's going to be over soon or whatever. Yeah, yes. it, was, it was huge. It was huge, because you were so tired oh, of winter Yeah. at that point. Uh, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this. It is already Friday, February 2nd, the year 2018. We are uh, keeping you straight in 21.8. Armstrong and Getty approving this program. It's the winter of our discontent. Let's begin the show. Officially now,
3: according to FCC rules and regulations at Mark. Oh, there's this there's is pitiful.
0: A thousand people freezing their butts off waiting to worship a rat. What a hype. It's kind of like they used to mean something in this town. They used to
4: pull the hog out and they used to eat it. You're hypocrites. All of you. There you go. (laughs) Beautiful. Beautiful. A movie that wasn't that big a deal when it came out, but has lived in infamy or
2: or something. <laughs> Become a cult
4: classic. Groundhog
2: Day. I've prepared a three-part presentation on how many days exactly Bill Murray was stuck in Groundhog's Day limbo. I can present that later in the show if you were to so desire. Something to look forward to. I know that's a big deal among the philosophical set.
4: Uh, <laughs> yes. What are other headlines, Marshall?
0: Hashtag release the memo. Looks like a late Friday afternoon drop. Shaping up. Why? Got a big surprise in the Fed's latest jobs report. This one is really worth noting. And Timberlake on his you. Super Bowl halftime show's special guest.
4: Coming up, you, 635, Armstrong and getting Please Janet Jackson's other nipple. Uh, how does the mailbag look? Oh, fabulous. It's, it's lively. Whimsical. Spirited. I guess this is a clever tip so of the hat to the Groundhog Day movie, Michael. The song that was playing on his clock radio when he woke up every single morning. Uh, we got a lot of good stuff today. Mika Brzezinski went nuts on the author of Fire and Fury. Yes. And for good reason. But it's pretty entertaining. Stay tuned for everything that's coming up. And the memo could come out any moment on the Armstrong and Getty Show.
0: This is Armstrong
4: and Getty. The Voice of the West.
3: The Armstrong and Getty Show.
1: I don't care if Monday's blue. Yes. Tuesday's gray and Wednesday too. Thursday, I don't care about you.
4: It's Friday, I'm in love. Happy Monday Friday, wherever you, you are. Tuesday, Indeed. Wednesday, break
1: my heart.
3: Oh, the festive weekend coming. I got the festive sky. feeling. I'm not even a big Super Bowl party guy, really. uh, It's partly because I'm just bitchy, and I really want to watch the game, and when people try to talk to me when I'm trying to pay attention to the game, I get annoyed by that.
4: Well, I've attended a lot of my my internal bitchiness. I've been to a lot of really fun blowout Super Bowl parties. That I mean, were just great parties with a game on in the background.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of my favorites had to be, oh boy, this was good, what, 15 years ago, Gladys? I was playing in my old band before the Dead Flowers. It wasn't my band. I was just in the band, uh, and uh, and we were supposed to play after the game, after the party, and we got free beer all the way through the party, and uh, which is like
4: four or five hours
3: long. Right, exactly. I couldn't, I couldn't remember which end of my guitar to grab, but uh, it was a good show, as far as I know, as far as I remember. Rich, the bass player, uh, who I barely knew, stabbed me in the hand with a fork that day. Mm. It really cemented our friendship. Mm. Yeah, good times. Good times. Mailbag is in a couple of minutes. Oh, oh, oh you that was close. settled that down was really in there. Close. I got i fl- I'll throw a flag on you. <laughs> all right. It's time first for a fun look back at the week that was. It's cow clips of the week. And the Grammy goes to Twenty Four Carat Magic.
1: Two guys. Slabs of pork, I think they were just like cut in half, and some were just kind of flopped over, so it was on the handlebars.
2: The State
1: of the
4: Union is being delivered by Donald Trump. Mr.
1: Baker, the President of the United States.
0: The two of them just kept looking at each other, going, "You're not a cop, are you?" The people dreamed this country. The people built this country. And it's the people who are making
2: America great again.
4: What he is doing brings tears to the eyes of the Statue of Liberty and instills fear
2: in the hearts of people who are concerned about our dreamers.
1: Wow! The Russian interference investigation has itself been interfered by Russians. It's like a turducken of treason. Mm.
3: There. It's a very thin cow. <laughs> it's like a cow you see in Africa. Not a big, fat, beefy American cow. That was an Hole cow. Wow.
4: Huh? Wow. <laughs> Mailbag.
3: Well, this is really a beautiful gesture. I'm tearing up already. A uh, This is snail mail. This is an actual note in an envelope with a stamp from Dave. Jack Joe, touching story today about trophies thrown out and trophies never awarded. I'm torn, but here, have one of mine to share between you. From Dave. Dave in Alameda. And it is a, uh, it's a purple ribbon. Most improved player. Pretty good. And, and, actually, at the bottom, there's a little sub-caption that says, We really used to hate you. <laughs> Most improved. Implies that you sucked a bit. But thank I, you.
4: I have got a number of participation ribbons. I don't know if I still have them in a box somewhere. You you participated. (laughs) Congratulations. You signed up for this. Yeah, and then showed up, which is really
3: the key. (laughs) Fantastic. Ian from Tijuana having had his thunder stolen from Marshall, but it's still worth making the point. Jose, did you know that rodent purveyor of doom? Punxatani Phil's only correct 39% of the time. Flipping a coin is more accurate than that. Punxatani Phil, Punxatani fake news. Fake news, Phil, is more like it or something like well, that.
4: Well, how do you... I don't even know what that would mean you know, anyway. Because it really casts
3: doubt on rodent you know,
4: weather prediction. We were all excited in rural southwest Wisconsin as to whether or not he saw a shadow. We might have had snow and they might not have in the, the upper peninsula of Michigan. So I don't even know how you'd come up with that statistic. Well... we'll Unless you're that. only talking about whether it snows there in Punxsutawney, which right. is not the way people around the country... Nobody. I don't care whether it snows there. Right? You see what I mean? How did it catch on at all? I don't know. But, but you, you it, if there's grease on the left side of the stove, that means four more weeks of
3: spring. I mean, it's some sort of hackneyed, old, senseless—you know—pre-literacy wives' tale. <laughs> pre-literacy. I mean, what the hell? Come on, people, science. And then uh, Ian adds on, uh, he wants an update on my son, Declan. He's doing well. He's working for a major American retailer and and doing fine. Uh, And then he says, you know, I hate people who use big words just to make themselves look perspicacious. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty funny. It is pretty funny. A nice note here from uh, Hugh. Uh, Jack Joe, the liberal media may claim it was a blood moon, but from where I stood, it was definitely orange, an orange moon the night of Trump's so-to speech, no doubt a sign from the heavens, for good or ill, I know not, someone should consult the entrails of a goat, <laughs> speaking of punks at Tony Phil and that sort of thing, know anyone who has one handy, Kcifadbbb. Keep Cowering in Fear is directed by Barbara Boxer, Hugh and Lafayette, Barbara Boxer, she advocating
4: anything at this point? By the way, we're going to have somebody on to let us know what the latest wranglings are over the memo, bum, bum, bum. Uh, because it's changed a lot since yesterday. I no longer understand either side's position at all. Some more on that later. Uh, well, they, they're they're shifting. I rather, don't understand uh, frequently. I don't understand why the Republicans are so excited to get it out since people are saying it's a dud. I don't understand why the Democrats are so fighting so hard to keep it from coming out since it's a nothing. I don't understand either side's position. What are they doing? I don't know. I really don't know. On the,
3: uh, well, uh, just uh, catching up on the show, guys. Heard you talking about VW testing on macaque monkeys. You must not know that smoked monkey is a special treat in Germany. They love macaques, baby back ribs, and my favorite oh. pulled m- macaques.
4: <clears throat>
3: love the show. fagged for All over right. two years, nice. Mike in Phoenix.
4: I see that. I see see your your machinations there. (laughs) I think Mike in Phoenix
3: was merely looking for a chance to... Right. Exactly. Right. Yeah. That is disappointing. Nice note from Estonian Matt. Way to embrace your Estonian heritage, by the way, Matt. Estonia, Latvia, Lithuania. Among my favorite Baltic republics. Your show will probably be one of the few to go through the Nunes memo, memo with some rational analysis. That's true. It would be great if you could periodically remind your listeners Nunez created his selections to paint a picture and that we should be waiting until the Dems memo that has context is released before he tried to draw any conclusions. Well, yeah, we've been saying that repeatedly, Estonian Matt, you know, and and, uh, I don't I don't understand why everybody's in such a damn hurry. Well, actually, I do because everybody's so obsessed with scoring partisan points because everybody's so whipped up. Over, you know, politics in general, but certainly Trump. I, you know, if it takes me two, three days to figure out what's actually going on with the memo and the counter memo and, and the rest of it, that'll be fine. Two, three days is fine. I'll, I'll talk to you on Tuesday. Everybody's so freaking wound up. Uh, then he says, P.S., I'll bet you five bup- bucks. Trump uses this as a cover to fire Rosenstein and do his massacre on Super Bowl Sunday.
4: Yeah, because then we would. <laughs>
3: okay. Deputy AG Rosenstein. Because it would just disappear and nobody would talk about it on Monday. Now oh, come on! All right, I'll take that bet, Estonian Matt, five dollar. Nothing's going to happen on that during the Super Bowl.
4: That he fires the uh, Attorney General? I'll yeah. bet you a thousand dollars. Well, he didn't offer that bet. If he had, I'd have taken it. I'll give you five dollars to a thousand dollars. I owe you five. You owe me. Th- I owe you. Hmm? I owe you a thousand. You owe me five. Right. If okay. he fires the Attorney General on Super Bowl Sunday, I'm willing to take that bet. The, uh, the, the deputy Attorney General. Okay. Right. Ah, uh, because I don't believe it's going to happen.
3: Wow, two hundred to one. More gin talk from Bob. Uh, both of these are non-traditional but wonderful. Saint George's Terroir, a great California gin produced with Douglas fir. It tastes like a Northern California forest and is great. You know, if I wanted to taste a Northern California forest, I'd just go and lick one. I mean, I, I, I it's not that long a drive. Um, and then, uh, and I said, I don't like your. Uh, I don't like your potpourri gins. It's like having a mouthful of a potpourri basket. Terrible. Or like taking a big bite of a fragrant candle. Who wants that? <laughs> Who would want that? Ben, with a little criticism of me, I can take it. You introduced her as Lara Logan from 16 Minutes. Listen to the tape. It's obvious. Yeah. Come on, Joe. The gin is for after the show. You did. Ow, hey. You did, but I didn't want to get No, 60, mm, uh, uh, 60 and sometimes 70 minutes. Yeah, did I? 16 yeah, Minutes. Yeah. Sixteen. Yeah. I was. Mm, but I, it would have been weird. To I jump ruined in.
4: it. I ruined it. I figured we'd have been better off just moving along than to uh, slow down the show with the great Laura Logan. So I ruined it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that it was. Here ruined. I am thinking it was a great interview. I
0: effing
3: ruined it. I'm sorry. Is that clock a minute
4: and a half behind? Okay, so I don't know what time it is.
1: Um, We got a bunch of stuff we got to catch up on, the memo coming out, all that stuff. A great
4: clip from Morning Joe yesterday when Mika Brzezinski took the author of that Fire and Fury book to task over his accuracy. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Minnesota in a little bit to talk to a reporter outside of, of Super Bowl. Hey, speaking of the Super Bowl,
3: nightmarish poll results. Read the NFL. Okay. For the NFL. I want to hear that. Oh my! Oh my! Wall
4: Street Journal with a piece just published it. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. It'll
3: sack the NFL,
4: Jack! Oh god. That was rough. <laughs> Uh, Let's get the news now. Marshall Phillips. Well, this is just coming in.
0: The father of three victims of Larry Nassar tried to attack the disgraced former sports doctor during a court hearing in Michigan. Yes! Good. Do you get a couple of licks in? Yeah, bailiffs tackled the father. It happened this morning.
4: If you're a bailiff, you got a... I was looking at my phone. I'm sorry. What happened? Why is that guy all bloody? I was. I'm sorry. I got distracted. Mm. Sorry, he got attacked, and I couldn't stop it. Yeah, well,
0: after two of his doctors spoke, the father Randall Margraves asked the judge for five minutes in a lock room with Nasser. The judge said she couldn't do that. I'll plea bargain it down to two.
3: I have ho- at him.
4: I hope this guy doesn't get in too much trouble.
3: I doubt it. No, Ye- they'll, they'll. I'm sure they'll. They arrested him. They'll probably charge yeah. him. Then he'll plead out to misdemeanor making a ruckus and. And it'll all be fine. They got to make
4: a show of, you know, controlling. I'm, him. I'm telling you, yeah. uh, if I was in a courtroom, feet away from the dude who molested my daughter, it'd be pretty freaking hard. Even if I went in there with no intent, right? If I saw a straight shot at him, it'd be pretty difficult. Yeah, yeah, it'd be pretty difficult to not to not take your chance. You
3: just have to sit there and picture his life and what it's going to be in prison. Yeah, and and I think that'd probably be enough, but. Like I say, I wish this guy had gotten a couple of licks in.
0: President Trump moving ahead now with plans to release details from a classified memo criticizing FBI surveillance methods. Now the moves, putting Trump on a collision course with the Justice Department and the FBI, whose officials say the memo omits key facts and would jeopardize security. You want to hear what's going to happen? Because I've seen the future.
3: Congratulations. Thank you. Were you smoking peyote or how did that work? Uh-uh. I just have visions. I've been on a vision quest. Uh, what's going to happen is the memo and the counter memo are going to come out. The memo is going to say, you know, this whole uh, Trump dossier thing paid for uh, mostly by the Democrats, et cetera, targeting Carter Page is flimsy evidence. It's weak evidence, which was then used as an excuse to spy on Trump's people. And then the counter-memo is going to say, you know, there's some parts of the dossier that aren't... They're pretty stupid, but there was plenty there to make Carter Page uh, an object of suspicion. And so it was legitimate. Turns out it wasn't right, but it was legitimate. It's going to be a judgment call. It's going to be a gray area.
4: So according to the Washington Post, there are sources inside the White House saying they're afraid this is a dud now that they've had a a look at it. That it's not that big a deal, not that exciting. Then on NPR this morning, NPR, mind you... They had an FBI, a former FBI official, who said, Look, I I I know what's in there. Um, there's nothing that's gonna harm national security. That's ridiculous. There's a difference between intelligence and information. This is information. Right. So both sides of it are overblown to me. And I oh, don't yeah. understand why they're making why they're all fighting so hard. I, I don't yeah. I don't understand what they're trying to accomplish. Do you? No,
3: because the stories and the arguments have shifted so frequently that I just It's tough to get a a, a handle on where everybody's coming from. I think it's all just focused on the midterms. I think it's just whipping up partisans. Well, to a large extent. Now, what uh, Rosenstein or or Ray over at the FBI, their concerns, uh, I'd like to know what they are really and if they're legit.
0: Former FBI Director James Comey was pushing back against the uh, Trump administration, calling on other U.S. leaders to speak up. Comey tweeted... American history shows that in the long run, weasels and liars never hold the field
4: so long as good people stand up. Wow. Weasels and liars. It sounds like something I would say, yeah. not James Comey. Yeah. I feel like Comey's credibility takes a hit every time he tweets. Great. Now he's yeah. just another clown in the clown show. Yeah. Yeah. Who's who's definitely not above it all
0: jobs reports just been released for january two hundred thousand jobs have been added and and most importantly wages rose at the fastest rate in eight years the pay gain suggesting employers are competing more fiercely for workers The raises stemming from republican tax cuts and minimum wage increases in eighteen states But this is a big deal. The wages are finally starting to move, and economists expect wage growth to accelerate throughout
4: this entire year. And I'll bet that's what's behind this latest Monmouth poll poll that's out that shows uh, people's leaning toward Republicans or Democrats in the House elections has taken a huge shift from Democrats to Republicans in the last couple of months and is now about even. So the whole talk of the Democrats are clear going to take back the House should be over. Because it is now about even in the polls, and I'll bet it's because of this. People getting that extra money in their paycheck or whatever.
3: I just saw that the orange one's approval rating was up to 44% in a survey yep. monkey poll. Uh, Survey monkeys then became enraged and threw their feces, but, uh, you know, what are you going to do? He's underwater by like 9, 10
4: points, but nonetheless, it's up. He also blasted uh, yesterday the idea of people who used the term dreamer. Finally! Good! Finally somebody said that! Can I get a witness? Finally! Somebody joins me! The proper term is fairy dust angels, because that's every bit (laughs) as relevant as dreamers! Quit seeding the language to the other side when you're making an argument! Letting them say uh, immigrant when they mean illegal and all that sort of stuff. Just a terrible job of debating.
0: And Justin Timberlake getting ready to take the stage for the Super Bowl halftime show this weekend. And yesterday, he met reporters who asked him a whole host of questions. Timberlake promising doing some things with the show that have never been done before. Oh, we're going to see a crank. Oh, no. Oh no! And as for any special guests,
4: to be honest, I had a ton of grand ideas about special guests. There's a whole list. I think Vegas has a lot of odds on it. I heard, um, you know, from Insync to to Jay to uh, Chris Stapleton to Janet, and um, but this year I'm just excited. My band is uh, the Tennessee Kids. The, I feel like those they're my special guests, and I'm excited this year to. Uh, to, uh, to rock the stage. There you go. Rocking the stage. Well, what's his new album? Uh, it's a Man in the Woods. Yeah, Man it's got a look, country yeah. title to it, and he does a song with Chris Stapleton, yeah. so it could be Chris Stapleton. Yeah. Hmm. I, I think it'll be Jimmy Fallon. It's NBC. They're they're a big act, which would be fine. They'd do something entertaining, but I don't want to take the fun out of it, but that's what I think it's going to be. So something- Now, Janet Jackson coming out, <laughs> showing her 50-something boob. Wouldn't be very entertaining. <laughs> he-
0: All right, that is a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips. Here I'm Strong and Getty Show, the voice
4: of the West. Hmm. Huh? <laughs> well, a, a 55-year-old woman showing her boob at the halftime show. That'd be something, well, that's, I feel something like, that's never been done before. Yeah, well, that's
2: true. That's I terrible. feel
3: like we need to see the other one just to kind of complete so the balance circle. things exactly. out. Right, exactly. Yeah. yeah. You know, the first one was fine. It didn't really do anything for steam. me either way. I wasn't against it, but... Honestly, I just thought it was stupid at the time. But. So, preview
4: of the Super Bowl from
3: Minneapolis coming
4: up, and you're going to hit us with some of that uh, info from the Wall Street Journal on the NFL. Oh yeah, yeah, it's brutal. I want to hear that. Is brutal, man. Huh? Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show.
3: This is Armstrong and Getty, the voice of the West. Mm-hmm. Coming up between the St. Louis Rams and the New England Patriots. And John, you know, you can't be here, you can't uh, be experienced,
0: this great experience that is Super Bowl. uh, Then be proud, you have to then be proud to be an American and proud to be just a part of it.
4: I'm surprised, well that was, said. surprised that was Pat Summerall's last Super Bowl. Huh? You know what's interesting about that? That's Super Bowl 36. We're having Super Bowl 52 on Sunday. Same quarterback in that one is in this one, which what? is really pretty amazing. <laughs> what? Yeah, Tom Brady in the New England Patriots. <laughs> what? Because he's been playing that long. Unbelievable. He's 40. Yeah. Oldest yeah. quarterback to ever start a Super Bowl. Says he'll play for several more years, too.
3: If there's still a league, listen to this, would you? Is is, that right, Sean,
4: or did I make that up? uh, I'll check out. (laughs) I may have made that up.
3: It is a a Wall Street Journal-NBC News poll. Adults who report following the NFL closely have dropped 9% since 2014. That's troubling and significant. But listen to this. Men age 18 to 49 who say they follow the NFL closely, that is the core of the core. And you gotta get them when they're in the you know eighteen to thirty four to have them throughout their lives. But men eighteen to forty nine who follow the league closely, four years ago it was seventy five percent. Now fifty one percent. Oh my god, that's amazing! From seventy five to fifty one. What's interesting? That's incredible. Is it seems to be almost exactly the same drop between Republican leaning folks and Democrat leaning folks. Um, so the politics is definitely part
4: of it, but it's not all of it. So that's amazing. So half of younger men don't care about the NFL right now. So if you From run into, 75 to 50 in the span of four years, that didn't used to be the case. You ran into a man under 50. He watched the NFL. Right. Or you suspected he, uh, you know, frankly, was a homosexual, Jack. Now it's a coin flip as to whether or not he watches. Right. Right. Interesting. Uh, Ryan Burrow joins us from ABC News. Hello, Ryan. How are you, sir?
1: I'm doing well. You bring up some great points because I was actually at the NFL Players Association press conference yesterday. Uh, This is the union for, uh, for the players. And they said, look, everyone is tagging this issue that we're having with ratings based on people kneeling. They said there's so much more to it than that. Uh, they said, uh, you know, concussions, obviously an issue. Look, if you're not willing to put your kid in football anymore, uh, that may remove you from the sport quite a bit. Uh, they also cited some other issues, including Thursday night football, essentially oversaturating the market. Mm-hmm. Look at when Thursday night football started four years ago. But right? That, now that is Thursday an
4: interesting one. That's an interesting one. That's the weird mix of entertainment and trying to guess what people want. Mm-hmm. It's like when uh, "Who Wants to Be a Millionaire" was the number one show in America, and so they put it on a couple of nights a week, and then it died. I mean, you loved watching it once a week, but right. a couple of nights a week, well, it, it just there like, was a lot of nights. It just week, as lost its, its luster. I it, Maybe that played a role. It's just too much. the The ha- hearing not, nothing about it for a week was fun. They do right. get interested again. You that know, maybe, Ryan, I,
3: I neglected to point out that you are in Minneapolis covering the Super Bowl. Uh, back to you. What were you saying?
1: <laughs> you know, another point that they were bringing up, too, was uh, the fact that, uh, you know, it's not just the NFL that's down. I mean, NASCAR is down incredibly over the last few years. Network news is down. So, you know, we've got a ton more options to choose from these days. So that's what the league is, is saying, or at least the players union is saying. And they're saying uh, what we're seeing now, as far as viewership goes, by the year 2035, this is going to be a completely different sport and a, and a completely different viewer base. So, um, you know, maybe it's the market correcting itself. Maybe we were overwatching a few years ago, but uh, uh, clearly the arrows are not pointing up right now. Going into this Super Bowl and beyond.
3: Well, a couple of points. Number one, uh, nothing lasts forever, um, and secondly, uh, there are, uh, very few things can be explained by a single factor. Um, And I agree that it's not all the politics, but, you know, as anybody with a little experience in life can tell you, If things are, like, uh, crumbling in one or two areas, like it's your job, your career, or something, don't add to it by, like, being verbally abusive to everybody you work with. If, for instance, there are multiple entertainment choices and people are becoming uncomfortable with the concussion thing, don't add bitterly polarizing politics to the mix, or you're just going to, you know, exacerbate your decline, which I think is happening. But... Anyway, it, you know, uh, on a plus side, it—I it, think it's going to be a whale of a football game.
1: Yeah, well, we'll we'll see. I mean, uh, Tom Brady has the way of coming back, even if they are down. I mean, I. If, if you guys see the Patriots down 14, uh, even 21 points going into the fourth quarter, are you still betting against Tom Brady? I mean, after what we saw last year, um, you know, it, it's hard to do so. But, you know, on the other hand, you look at that NFC championship game between the Eagles and the Vikings, and wow, what a what a show Nick Foles put on for everyone. So, right. going to be a um, good game, good worth to, watching. You know what to expect.
4: So are we going to see Janet Jackson's other nipple when Justin Timberlake comes out?
3: What do your sources say, Ryan?
1: He a press conference yesterday. He was asked uh, about, you know, it, there have been a lot of rumors. Are you going to bring back in sync? Are you going to have a reunion? Essentially, uh, Jay Z, uh, Chris Stapleton, who's on the new album, uh, and Janet Jackson. He he said he he had considered a lot of different things. Doesn't sound like he's going to have any special guest appearance. Although um, he wouldn't confirm one way or another. He was just essentially focusing in on his band. The only little tidbit he gave us is "Can't Stop the Feeling" is probably going to be worked in in one form or another. Well, that's fascinating. Uh, uh, maybe his new album as well
4: hey do we have any idea how they're planning to cover the kneeling uh, if players decide to kneel during the national anthem is nbc going to make a big deal that and put the cameras on them or try to hide it
1: nbc says we're not going to hide anything uh if it's in a news event and newsworthy to cover we're going to show it so don't don't think that nbc is going to put the uh the kitty gloves on for the nfl uh, if that is indeed the case
3: interesting ryan burrow of abc news in uh, minneapolis how cold is it up there
1: Nine below when I walked into Mall of America this morning. Nine <laughs> Holy <below>. crap. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to get up to a balmy 10 degrees, I think, on Super Bowl Sunday, but uh, we are going to be indoors, 72 degrees.
3: Have you gotten a chance to kick around Minneapolis, though? Because, I mean, the infrastructure and in the city's planned out for horrifying bitter cold in, in a pretty brilliant fashion, isn't it?
1: Oh yeah, it's it's catwalks uh, across all of the buildings. Very very cool and easy to to move around downtown. Obviously, a lot of the events are taking place indoors, convention centers. I'm at Mall of America, Radio Row right now, so uh, it's not like people are having to stay outside for very long. But uh, yeah. some of those uh, some of those TV reports you may see outside of the Super Bowl leading up to and after could be funny. Watching uh, you know reporters' faces freeze, <laughs> and, you know, nose issues, and you, <laughs> you name it.
4: A little running. Ryan Burrow, thanks Ryan, appreciate it. That's Take good. Care, guys. all right. Good to talk to you. It's kind of funny NBC acting like no, if it's news, we'll cover it. They spent gazillions of dollars for the rights to the NFL. They don't want to hasten its decline. Oh man, yeah. So they're 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 going to make their calculation based on what's best for them long term, not just well, if it's news, we have to cover it. Um, you know, they're probably in a situation where they have to cover it because they get killed for it. But their number one interest is. What's gonna help the What's gonna help us get our money back? Right. They unfortunately signed the last they they and uh, Fox, I guess, signed the last just ginormous TV deals mm-hmm. for rights to the NFL because the next deals are gonna be much smaller. Right. Right. Yeah. God, that that decline in uh, young male
3: following of the NFL is just unbelievable. And the the margin of error was like three and a quarter percent. So even if uh, You know, the original number was three and a half uh, points rosy, or three and a quarter, and the new number is three and a half points uh, too dismal. That's still an enormous decline.
4: Well, it was something like 120 million fewer people saw ads in NFL games this year. That's a lot. Wow. That's a big number. Wow. Yeah. It's interesting. It's just interesting to watch something. Like, uh, when I was a kid, when I was in, in second grade like my son, practically all of us had some NFL something. Had. Shirt jacket. I've never seen an NFL logo on my son or any of his friends, not one ever. Ha huh. interesting. They barely are aware of its existence. Times change. Uh, we got some good stuff coming up for you, including the memo which might come up at any time. Stay the tuned memo. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty show.